Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Kent Hoyos, CIO of Panoma Valley Hospital Medical Center. In this segment, Hoyos talks about building the infrastructure and staff needed to implement an EHR, his physician engagement strategy, and why he's concerned about the pace of change in today's health IT world. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Mimecast, the leading provider of cloud-based secure messaging, email archiving, continuity, and security solutions. To see how Mimecast can help you avoid appearing in the wrong kind of headlines, call 1-800-660-1194 or visit Mimecast.com. How long have you been there? I know you've been there for quite a few years. I've been here for 20 years. So I, I came from the, the data side of this. So I was a um, decision support analyst and the director and then I moved into IT in 2000 okay. and took over um, as director, then CIO, then vice president CIO. So now once it was decided that, uh, you know, you guys were going to go with, with Siemens and, and, and make this, uh, you know, change to uh, one system, and I, I can imagine that there were a lot of things that had to happen just on your side as far as, you know, it, building the infrastructure and, you know, mm-hmm. getting a team in place. And can you just kind of right. walk through some of that? Sure. So, um, you know, when I when I uh, came to IS in 2000, I think we probably had about a dozen people. We now have um, right at 60. We've went up to 70 at one point in time. We think we can run it with 60 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that there was a, a very large um, swing as far as you know all types of IT folks. So we had you know, a couple of network people and a couple of analysts and then help desk and those kinds of things um, way back when. And, you know, now we have a team of about 20 um, analysts. We have um, a infrastructure team that, that is um, uh, about 10. And then we have, you know, help desk, PC techs. We have uh, liaisons that go out in the community and help um, kind of bridge the gap for the, our physician offices and make sure that they can use the system uh, is dedicated to IS. And we also have a kind of a part-time informatics team. So one of the differences on um, our install than, than most probably is that we have we require some of our informatics folks to still be nurses, um, so they they can take that back to their to their environment and make sure that their unit is using it. Uh, to to its best and and that they can the unit knows that they can go to that person and they can bring it back to us if there's um issues or if there's something that needs to be changed or those kinds of things so that was one thing um and then on the physician side so we've went from we currently don't have a C- CMIO but we do have a um we built a team of doctors along the way we called them the so they're the PC3 doctors is what the, we call them. So it's the Physician Care Connect Committee. Um, and we wanted the doctor to be very engaged in this. And so instead of just appointing people, we had them interview for it. And so we said, who wants to be part of this? So we got these, you know, the young up-and-coming doctors involved in this, said, talked to them, talked to them about it, and they said we, they wanted to apply. And, and we interviewed a, um, a lot of uh, physicians. Some didn't end up being on the committee because they couldn't commit to to uh the time frame and those kinds of things. So we had them um really 
involved from the beginning. We told them what, what was expected. We paid them based on milestones as we um, uh, met certain uh, milestones along the way, and um, we tried to tie uh, tie things together so that they all had to um, perform and uh, be part of it. So as they brought things back um, and we built them or they tested them or whatever, we, we had certain milestones that were made, and then they'd get paid instead of just a straight, they got paid by the hour, those kinds of things. And it wasn't it wasn't a ton of money, I mean for especially for a physician, but it 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 just kinda kept them engaged and involved and um you know, to this day we still have that committee and, and uh trying to figure out how we're gonna move forward um in the future with them. Um I think that we need a CMIO one one that is we have a you know a uh the chair of that of the P C three committee um, but I think we need probably a commitment of a doctor that, you know, it's probably part-time uh, CMIO. So right, right. that's how we kind of built our, our team now. And then our network, you know, so the network grew. The We went into the um, – our technology grew and went into a wireless environment, um, had to have the, the staff to really um, support that, Um Additionally, on the on the different uh, applications, you know, we'd we'd grow those applications. We'd bring in um, a little bit more help as along the way, um, each one of those. So, you know, when we built our document managing system in, you know, so that came in in about '08. Um, um, then we added a couple of people because of that, because it was on the front end and the back end, and it was our electronic uh, medical record at that point in time. Um, so we kept kept kind of you know rolling along that way, adding people, adding um, technology, and um, you know making sure that we could support it along the way. So, right. And I'm sure that that's something that you know having the nurses and physicians so heavily involved is something that I'm sure that's uh, benefited you. Absolutely, absolutely. That it. I think that it's it's not about the technology. I think that any any of the there's a lot of systems out there that can do it, but it's really about the processes and the buy-in and, and the, the people that are involved and making sure that, you know, you're you're meeting what the business needs are of, of those end users. You know, so it's we've never looked at any of these as IT projects. And, you know, the housewide, I think that um, we've been pretty fortunate to, you know, keep that voice going that way. Now, as far as, uh, you know, when you did go live with Sorian, was it something that that went fairly well, or was it uh, you know yeah, it was kind flawless of in the beginning? <laughs> What's that? No, it was flawless. It, it really was. It was flawless. We we um we had a uh, I mean the, the day of go live we was the only issue we had along the way. Um, our users um, were very accepting of it and um, very ready for it. Uh, you know, our tra- we had a very uh, we had an excellent training. We had the support of our our um, chief nursing officer which um really helped a lot and one of the things about that we did was one the training if they didn't go to training they were weren't allowed to practice the nurses couldn't come to work so it really helped you know to have that kind of a um commitment from you know all levels throughout the organization um really once we started to have them look back i i think that we're only looking forward you know what can we add that'll um Make it better, make a better experience, provide value to to um, the organization in total, that kind of thing. 
value's been you know that's that's one of the key things that I'm working on really now is the you know some of the the value proofs uh, making sure that we're um, using the system and taking advantage of the of the uh, the system in a way that provides value to the organization. Right. Okay. So just and really just looking to to optimize and you know, making sure you're getting the most out of uh, everything it offers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know. So you know we're in California, so we've we've had mandated ratios for a while. So you don't. There's not a lot of oh, and you get rid of um, staff kind of things. It's it's really about how do we make the staff more efficient and make it work for you. So it's it's really been key. And how how do we, um, you know, the patient safety. Um, Things that happen, you know, when we put in uh, mandated administration check, um, probably in 2010, um, you know, it, it the safety of delivery, drug delivery was, you know, obviously seen right away. Um, when we put PACs in, ability to take on new modalities, the report um, turnaround time, because we're using voice recognition, you know, was seen right away. And you know it's kind of the the poster child for what is value in IT. I think PAX is because it's really easy to see. You used to have all these librarians and those kinds of things. You know where where do we have those kinds of uh, advantages that we can provide in using the technology? It's there. Are they as easy to find? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you're so focused on the end goal, going live and getting these things out, that it you know you don't take the time to to do. Um, the time studies and and those kinds of things and the measurements that that really do prove the value. I think that we see it a lot. And we understand that there it's there, um, but we're really trying to be more formal and and uh, documenting that right now. Okay. So now, um, in terms of a meaningful use, you attested to stage one. Mm-hmm. We attested to stage one last year. So in 2013, 2014, we're testing the stage one again, um, with uh, and we're going to be doing that in July, and that's because of when we um, took chose to choose, take our upgrades with the timing of things. Um, stage two, uh, we we have some you know reservations, I think, as everyone does, in moving from stage to stage, but it's really about the. I think more about the quality measures and electronic submission of that than anything else, um, just because it's it's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of process that goes along with those. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a gentle way of putting it. There's definitely a lot of a lot of concerns about stage two, just because you know as you'd expect, everything gets kind of amped up. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It's a, you know the. I think that. Um, in our case, so ICD-10, um, you know, it was, there was a lot of uh, pressure on the financials to move forward and get it in before ICD-10. Um, a little bit false on, you know, the pressure. We just we wanted it in. We didn't want to have to change once we were on it. But we, you know, I think that we spent a lot of money getting ready for ICD-10, getting people trained, those kinds of things. We would have been fine in going forward. Um, we feel. Uh, but the one thing that I, I don't have a um, HIM director right now, we have a temp in or uh, interim, and so it allows me to kind of get the department right, kind of move forward that way, and hopefully not have two hits on the revenue cycle. You know, any um, implementation of a revenue cycle is going to have some kind of a hit. So 
um, and ICD-10, you know, I think that we've all read what it was going to do. So that kind of helped us a little bit in delaying that part of that a bit. Um, right. So that was good. But, you know, I think we all wanted the meaningful use to be delayed, not the yeah. not ICD-10. Yeah, definitely. It's um, going to be interesting th- to see how things go this summer, but that's that was a, a sentiment that, that we've heard a lot. We're not moving at a pace, you know, in some of these th- some of these areas that it feels very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the you want to be able to get these systems in, you want to be able to tweak them so that they really hum, and it 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 really doesn't make a lot of sense to, to you know to, to slam it in and move on to the next thing and and not be able to look back and and see how to fix it, which is what it kind of feels like. You need to be more, you know thoughtful in the whole process I think than than we're being right now. Yeah, it's it, the pace of of change really is is so fast right now and you know, I think that that, that puts a lot of pressure on on leaders on CIOs and that does it put added pressure just in terms of, you know, your own staff and and not trying to have everybody so overwhelmed when you have, you know, so much to do in shorter time frames? Yeah, you can feel it. I think that some of the staff feel it more than others. Um, just like anything, some people just thrive on change and they they love to be right in the middle of it. And others, you know, they they get a little bit. There's a little bit of pushback, and it, it's not for them. And um, so we try and look for the the right fit on um, what kind of application they they can be over, or, or what kind of a a project they can be on. Those kinds of things, and and. You just have to. I think you have to watch it. You have to um, really be aware that we're moving at a, at a pace that isn't comfortable for everybody, because it is so fast. And you know, that that's it's a very difficult thing to do. And, and you know, then the other side of it is, you know, keeping good people um, here. That's it, it's becoming a little bit harder all the time because you know there are so many people that are in demand because of of the environment we're in right now with all the different changes and everybody putting in systems it 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 makes it difficult to keep keep good people um a little bit a little bit more difficult i think that we've done pretty well um and you know there's a few that you just go well you know i don't blame them for doing that but you know i think that if it was if the environment wasn't what it was they would have stayed here you know but they could go out and they could make a little bit more money or whatever it is that they needed in their own personal life. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.